Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Hello, Little Woman fans. Welcome to the Little Woman podcast. My today's guest is Annabelle. Annabelle and I met on Tumble a few years back, and we have been chatting about Little Woman ever since. And she really loves Little Men. I really love Little Men too. Little Men is a direct sequel to Little Woman. It takes place about five to six years after Little Woman. In the end of Little Woman, we found out that Joe and Fritz got married. Joe and Fritz got two sons, Rob and Ted. Annabelle and I are talking about the chapter three in Little Man called Sunday. This is where we are introduced to an orphan boy called Nat, and he becomes one of the center characters in Little Man. One of the best things that has happened to me when doing this podcast is when people who have not read Little Woman before have sent me messages and said that I inspired them to read Little Woman. And sometimes people say that they use this podcast as a reading companion to understand the book better when they are reading the book at the same time. I think that is really cool. One of the reasons why I started this podcast was because I loved Little Woman as a child and I have read it many times as an adult. But the message the movies give, a lot of the Little Woman research that is out there, is very contradicting. So especially when I was younger, I would have loved to have something like this to help me understand Little Woman. There are also people who have written to me that they had read Little Woman, but listening to this podcast, they got inspired to read Little Man or Joe's Boys. It really warms my heart. Little Man was such a special book to me when I was growing up. Some of you might know this, but my father died when I was very young. And I had a very difficult relationship with my mother for many years. We are in a better place now. I was really struggling as a child and as a young person because I didn't really have a stable parental figures. And I often felt that I had to raise myself. As an adult, when I have spoken to people who have this deep connection with Little Man especially, and with people whose favorite book is Little Man, the same theme comes up every time. You can also hear some of this in this conversation between Annabelle and myself. A lot of people whose parent or parents have not been present in their lives for whatever reason often come to this book because it has almost a nurturing quality in it. We often talk about in this podcast how Joe's character is incredibly maternal. We don't really see that in the movies. It is often erased, but she is really maternal. She loves kids, especially boys, and Laurie and Nat and Dan and all of these lost boys are her children. I have also noticed that these children 
in little men. They take care of each other. Dan looks after Nat and Ted. Tommy looks after Nat. Nat looks after Daisy, etc. Plumfield, it is a children's paradise. And when I read it now, it feels like a beautiful place to grow up. And I love how Friedrich is this empathic teacher who helps these children to reach their true potential. If I would ever meet Louisa May Alcott, I would like to thank her for little men and the comfort that the book has given to millions of people. It is not as known as Little Woman, but it should be. It really should be. I know that Louisa wanted a family to herself and to be a mom, and that never happened to her. And in my opinion, at the moment, Little Man is probably the best while it comes to her children's books. I think that is where she had a way to channel that wish that she had to be a mother and to start a school for boys, which is something that she wanted for herself. We can read that from her diary from the time when she was a young adult. And she wrote those desires into Joe's character and how it is to feel like to be alone in this world from a child's perspective and then to be able to have that safe adult who loves you unconditionally. If you have a special connection to a little man, you can write to me and tell me about it. I would love to hear your stories and I will add my email to the description. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that at podcasting little woman. Little Woman Podcast has its own merch shop now and it is really cool and you can get Amy March Defense Squad posters to your wall and not empty now mugs where you can enjoy your morning coffee. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Coffee always makes me think of that moment in Little Woman when Joe says to Hannah, remember to serve coffee because Friedrich, I mean, Professor Bear doesn't like tea. Joe's love language is really making coffee. There's also this very flirtatious conversation over coffee between Joe and Fritz in Little Man. Okay, that was enough spoilers for now. You can find all the merchandise at society6.com slash podcast. This is Little Woman Podcast. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Entering to Little Men. Joe and Friedrich and Tender Parenthood. Welcome to Little Woman Podcast, everybody. I'm here today with Annabelle. Uh, would you yeah. like to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell a little bit about your relationship with Little Woman? 
year-old college student. I was actually introduced to books through the 1994 film, which is classic. Yes. And I've also seen the anime adaptations from from Nippon Animation. I believe only the first anime adaptation was dubbed. It's on Tubi if you want to watch it. I think the animes are pretty loyal, many of them. Which is a nice thing. Today we are going to talk about little men, not about little women. Little men, it takes place, I think, maybe five years after the events in Little Woman. Joe is like 35 and Friedrich is in his 50s. Would you like to yeah. talk about your relationship with little men specifically? Oh, sure. I remember I actually didn't read Little Men until uh, middle school, but I I, real, I did like it. Like, I did not exactly have the most stable home life, so I found a lot of comfort in reading Little Men and just because I just really loved reading it because it made me feel like because okay I know it was a home for boys and I'm a girl but I just always felt safe reading it Little Man it has this ability sort of I, I think I would call it like a comfort book like to me it's on the same category as first Anne of Green Gables books and some other books that are like really cozy and you get this warm feeling when you read it. And I think I told you earlier that there was this one lady who sent me a message some years ago who said that they didn't really have stable parental figures either. So when they read Little Man as a child, in a way, she saw Joe and Friedrich as her parents or that these two characters were the ones who raised her. It is actually quite a beautiful thing and shows how powerful these books can be. Kind of a shame that this book, that this and Joe's voice gets ignored. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like the first book, but like, like it would be nice if this book, if this and Joe's voice got adapted into other mediums as well. Yes. And it's a shame because a lot of people don't even know that Little Woman has sequels. It has two sequels, and they are both pretty awesome. Today we are going to read and analyze chapter 3 of Little Man. It's called Sunday. What can we tell about the main characters in Little Man? What happens in Little Man? I'd say the main character of Little Man is an orphan boy called Nat. And Little Man is like a story of him coming to live with the bears in Plumfield and finding a home there. And other characters are Dan, who is sort of a Joe's favorite wild boy, and then Joe and Friedrich's two sons, Ted and Rob, and then and then there's Daisy and Demi, and they are John's and Meg's children. So there are lots of child characters in Little Man, but I'd say that Nat is the main character. What do you think? Is when 
Yeah. I think there are a couple chapters which are kind of from Dan's point of view as well. And then there's one that is on Nan's point of view when Rob goes missing. Now I'm just going getting ahead here. It does have many nice characters. Nat is this artistic boy and he likes music and he's very much similar to Laurie. He's a bit shy and awkward in the beginning and more of a thinker. Uh, dreamer and then he becomes very fond of Meg's daughter Daisy later in the novel they're so cute together oh they're adorable I was shipping them so hard when I was a teenager (laughs) (laughs) Joe and Frederick in this book I don't have words for it it's amazing they're also adorable they're so freaking adorable in Little Man so if we just read some paragraphs and then analyze them as we go. Sure. All right. Little Men Chapter 3, Sunday. The moment the bell rang next morning, Nat flew out of his bed and dressed himself with a great satisfaction in the suit of clothes he found on the chair. They were not new, being half-worn garments of one of the well-to-do boys, but Mrs. Bear kept all such cast of feathers for the big robins who strayed into her nest. They were hardly on when Tommy appeared in high state of clean color and escorted Nat down to breakfast. Tommy Banks is another character in Little Man. I'd say he's also like a lorry type of character in that sense that Tommy is a prankster and always gets into trouble. Yeah. And Tommy and Nat become good friends in this book. The sun was shining into the dining room on the well-spread table, and the flock of hungry, hearty lads who gathered around it. Nat observed that they were much more orderly than they had been the night before, and everyone stood silently behind his chair while, Ru- while little Rob, standing beside his father at the head of the table, folded his hands, re- reverently bent his curly head, and softly repeated a short grace in the devout German fashion, which Mr. Bear loved and taught his little son to honor. Then they all sat down to enjoy the Sunday morning breakfast of coffee, steak, and baked potatoes, instead of the bread and milk fare which they eat, which usually satisfied their young appetites. There was much pleasant talk while the knives and forks rattled briskly, for certain Sunday lessons were to be learned, the Sunday walk settled, and plans for the week discussed. As he listened, Nat thought it seemed as if this day must be, be a very pleasant one, for he loved quiet, and there was a cheerful sort of hush over everything, that pleased him very much, because, in spite of his rough life, the boy possessed sensitive nerves which belong to a music-loving nature. I wonder why they are having special breakfast, and maybe it's because it is Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I do like that Friedrich and Joe are teaching their boys these German customs, because Louis and Mayer could love Germany, as we know. In Little Woman, there are these scenes where Joe is always like, Oh, Mr. Bear doesn't like tea. Let's make him coffee. <laughs> Maybe coffee's for Frederick and Joe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not for the kids. Maybe for the older ones. It's still nice. It kind of reminds me of like, 
when my dad would make like special like because he would make French toast Aww. on Sundays with like I don't think we had powdered sugar but it was still really good that sounds good now my lads get your morning jobs done and let me find you ready for church when the bus comes around said Father Bear, and set the example by going into the schoolroom to get books ready for the morrow. Everyone scattered to his, his or her task, for each had some little daily duty and was expected to perform it faithfully. Some brought wood and water, brushed the steps or ran errands for Mr. Bear. Others fed the pet animals and did course around the barn with France. France is Frederick's oldest nephew. Daisy washed the cups and Demi wiped them, for the twins liked to work together, and Demi had been taught to make himself useful in the little house at home. Even baby Teddy had his small job to do, and trotted and throw, putting napkins away and pushing chairs into their places. For half an hour the lads passed about like a hive of bees, then the bus drove round, Father Bear and Franz, with the eight older boys piled in, and away they went for a three-mile drive to church in town. I do like the way Louisa May Alcott writes about children, and I don't think you can read this book and think that she hated children. <laughs> no, I, I never got that impression from her. I don't know if I want to have kids, but I always get the, like a baby fever when I read about how Frederick is taking care of his children and Joe is playing with them. It's weird, but it's true. It's okay, I feel the same. Even baby Teddy had his small job to do and throw it fro and fro. That's the cutest thing ever. I think he's like a, like a one-year-old and Rob is three or four in this book. Yeah. It's like a 20-something or 30-something adult person who doesn't know how to cook or clean, do like basic stuff like that. <laughs> Laurie actually is like that. I think he knows how to do stuff, but he doesn't. And that's why they call him Lazy Laurie. But also because Laurie had servants, he didn't really have to do things for himself. also like when the marches were still rich like she got bored so she so she learned how to do stuff in the kitchen because joe and Frederick they both grew up in i'd say Frederick grew up in like a maybe poor or a middle class family and joe grew up in a very poor household 
they both had to learn to become self-reliant. And that is what they are going to teach in their school for these children. That's good. Yes. Still today, very relevant after 150 years later. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I would say like a lot of people, like they're not, a lot of people just aren't self-reliant because of, I don't know, stuff. There are many reasons for that. It would be beneficial to be more self-reliant, of course. Because of the troublesome core, Matt preferred to stay at home with the four small boys and spent a happy morning in Mrs. Bear's room, listening to the stories she read them, learning the hymn she taught them, and then quietly employing himself passing pictures into an old ledger. This is my Sunday closet, she said showing him shelves filled with picture books, paint boxes, architectural blocks, little diaries and materials for letter writing. I want my boys to love Sunday to find it a peaceful, pleasant day when they can rest from common study and play, yet enjoy quiet pleasures and learn in simple ways lessons more important than any taught in school. Do you understand me? she asked, watching Nat's attentive face. You mean to be good, he said after hesitating a minute. This is really nice because when this book was written up until to that point to in the 19th century, people started to pay more attention to childhood and importance of playing and stuff like that. Like before that, there really wasn't like a separate world between adults and the children. Yeah. I mean, there were dolls, obviously, but, like, they were just seen as mini-adults. Joe definitely understands sort of early pedagogics of childhood play. But it does really remind me of the time when Joe is in New York, in Little Woman, and then she sees Frederick playing with Tina and the other girls in the boarding house. It is something that she loves to do as well. Yeah, it was so cute. It's one of my favorite scenes in Little Woman. I think it doesn't really get adapted too much. No, not really. I think the best version where they adapt, like Frederick playing with the kids and Joe thinking it's adorable, it's the 2017 series that had a pretty good scene and he also plays with the kids in the 1994 film. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was so cute. Yeah. And then in the 1949 film, we need to go a bit further than we find those playing scenes. <laughs> but it's it's such an important part of Joe's and Frederick's relationship that they both like to be parents, they both love children. That's why they start the school together. Or it is Joe's idea originally, but Frederick just goes along with it. He supports his wife. Yeah. To be good and to love to be good. It is hard work sometimes, I know very well, but we all help one another, and so we get on. This is one of the ways in which I try to help my boys. And she took down a sick book, which seemed half full of writing, opened at a page where there was one word on the page. 
She has a record system. <laughs> Even if she yeah. was disappointed. No, I would have been so nervous. <laughs> yeah, when you come there for the first time, then definitely. Do I do feel for Nat. I had a big crush on him when I was a child and read this book for the first time. Yeah. He is pretty adorable, not gonna lie. Yeah. And he can play music for you and stuff. I should think they would, said Nat, catching a glimpse of Tommy's name opposite his own and wondering what was written under it. Mrs. Bear saw his eye on the words and shook her head, saying as she turned a leaf, No, I don't show my records to any but the one to whom each belongs. I call this my conscious book, and only you and I will ever know what is to be written on the page below your name. Whether you will be pleased or ashamed to read it next Sunday depends on yourself. I think it will be a good report, at any rate. I shall try to make things easy for you in this new place and shall be quite content. If you keep our few rules, live happily with the boys and learn something. That's a really nice way to say it. But I understood Joe didn't want to be a teacher because she doesn't have patience for that. But she definitely has patience to raise these boys. Which I think is it's much more demanding than being a de teacher. I think she's getting along okay though. I'll try ma'am. And Nat's thin face flushed up with the earnestness of his desire to make Miss Bear glad and proud. Not sorry and disappointed. It must be a great deal of trouble to write about so many, he added, as she sat her book with an encouraging pat on the shoulder. Not to me, for I really don't know which I like the best, writing or boys, she said laughing, to see Nat stare with astonishment at the last item. Yes, I know many people think boys are a nuisance, but that is because they don't understand them. I do, and I never saw the boy yet whom I could not get on capitally, with after I had once found the soft spot in his heart. Bless me, I couldn't get on at all, without my flock of dear noisy naughty harum-scarum little lads, could I, my teddy, and Mrs. Bear hugged the young rogue just in time to save the big inkstand from going into his pocket. <laughs> Little Teddy is the cutest. I know. Like, but yeah, like, I also find it interesting, like she mentioned, I don't know which I like best, writing or boys. I think a lot of people think that Joe gave up writing, but, like, she didn't. She can't be writing all the time with all the boys around, but, it, but she still writes. Yes. I think it was Greta Gerwig who said that Frederick forces Joe to stop writing and start, start, start a school. She didn't read the book. <laughs> or just watch the movie adaptation. 
maybe I don't know because in Little Woman Joe says that even before I met my Fritz I had desired to start a school for poor boys so it was all Joe's idea and it gets even better because in one of her diaries Louisa May Alcott writes that uh, when she is an adult and when she, when she has bits of money she would like to start an orphan house for boys and she wrote that when she was in her like 20s there we definitely see these biographical elements in little men and I wonder if, if like she would have opened it I wonder if it would have been like I think she. Yeah, it is an interesting idea. I know she supported lots of orphans and orphan houses when she became rich thanks to Little Woman. I think it's something that she would have liked to do if she had a partner like Friedrich. Yeah. I I got the impression that she was sort of wishing that Henry Henry David Thoreau would be her Friedrich, and then they would ran this kind of school together. But now we have little men, at least. Nat, who had never heard anything like this before, really did not know whether Mother Bear was a trifle crazy or the most delightful woman he'd ever met. He rather inclined to the latter opinion, in spite of her peculiar taste, for she had a way of filling up a fellow's plate before he asked, laughing at his jokes, gently tweaking him by the ear, or clapping him on the shoulder, and Nat found that very engaging. Now I think you would like to go to the schoolroom and practice some of the hymns we are to sing tonight, she said, rightly guessing the thing of all others that he wanted to do. Alone with the beloved of violin in the music book, propped up before him in the sunny window, while spring in beauty filled the world outside, and Sabbath silence regained within. Nat enjoyed an hour or two of genuine happiness, learning the sweet old tunes and forgetting the hard past Yeah, I wonder what happened to his violin and to his parents. I think his dad died, and I believe that the guy who his dad was working with just took his violin. Something like that happened to him. I don't know what happened to his mom, though. Yeah. But... And this was a time when there wasn't any kind of social secure system. You wouldn't put him to like a foster home or orphanage. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't exactly have that. I mean, I, they had orphanages, but they weren't exactly the most welcoming mm. or friendly. Or... I mean, I have no doubt that they were that plenty of orphanages were yeah, it was a pretty different world. Yeah, I, I actually read this. I don't remember if I sent sent it to you, this study about Louisa May Alcott's religious views. And there it says that Joe doesn't go to church like all the other members of the family. But still, Joe is a very religious person. Yeah. I think she sometimes goes, goes to church, but not on this particular Sunday. <laughs> Maybe she didn't want to leave. No, maybe she just chose not to this Sunday because Nat is still kind of sick. She didn't just want to leave him behind. 
When the church goers came back and dinner was over, everyone wrote letters home, said their Sunday lessons and talked quietly to one another, sitting here and there about the house. At three o'clock the entire family turned out to walk, for all the active young bodies must have exercise. And in these walks the active young minds were taught to see and love the providence of God in the beautiful miracles which nature was working before their eyes. Mr. Bear always went with them in his simple fatherly way, found for his flock sermons in stones, books in the running, brooks, and good in everything. This is like straight from transcendentalist teachings. Yeah, that is definitely a very thorough thing to say. I remember reading Little Man some years ago at the same time when I was doing this research about Henry David Thoreau and then I was like, okay, this thing that Friedrich says here is said by Henry in this and this book <laughs> and in this and this letter. Like, if he was just made up so that that you could publish the sequel to, uh, so that way you could publish Little Women second half of Little Women, then why is he given, like, such a concrete personality? Because, like, if he was just made up at the last minute, like, why is he just referencing Thoreau and stuff? Or, like, at the forefront of the, of the books in general? Like, I read one comment that said if, if Alcott really wanted to, she could have just put him in the background or killed him off, but... No, he's right there. The way I think about it is that Louisa May Alcott planned, chose relationship and marriage way before she even wrote Little Woman. And then we can see that because Henry appears in literal disguises in pretty much all of her novels as a love interest. Friedrich is not an exception to that. He's just one, like a literal reincarnation of Henry David Thoreau. And Joe loves him because Louisa May Alcott loved Henry David Thoreau. It's actually a pretty simple pattern when you think about it. Because then we have Laurie and he's based on this other man in Louisa May Alcott's life who she did not eventually had These deep feelings that she had for Henry. I think people just don't want to see that because they don't think that Frederick is handsome. And it's a really shallow reason. I think they kind of miss the whole point of Joseph and Frederick's relationship when they go to that route that Joe should have been with Laurie because Laurie was rich and handsome. They're too similar. They would have fought all the time. Yeah. And it's not like divorce was a thing back then. I mean, it probably was, but it was like more, way more stigmatized than it is now. Laurie didn't really want Joe to become a writer. Or at least, like, when he proposed. And then, I think when Friedrich proposed to Joe, Joe says that she couldn't stand a rich husband. Joe really had, like, good and valid reasons to say no to Laurie. But Amy was better for Laurie anyway. Yeah, besides, Amy keeps him in check. Yeah. I mean, obviously, their relationship is much more than that, but still... 
it's one of the reasons why I think Lori actually fell for Amy because Amy was able to bring out the best side of him and Joe brought out the worst but you know like we have discussed that is not in the movies usually it's a shame yeah still not watching the 2019 film out of principle at first it was just because I couldn't stand them because I heard about the costumes and I had an irrational hatred of Meryl Streep but now I'm just now with all the stuff that I'm hearing about it I just refuse to watch it on principle you know my sister had watch it yesterday for the first time and I was like, you know what I think about it and I have this podcast <laughs> we talk about Little Woman a lot and my sister she has only seen the 1994 film and 1978 series like she hasn't read the book but then she was like I watched this new film and all the time I was thinking how I miss me on a writer as Joe Yeah, that was pretty funny. I was surprised that she got so angry when she watched it. Couldn't have all been my influence, even though I, she knows that I, I don't really like that version. But, like, she thought it was very poor telling of the story because she couldn't follow it because it has this weird triple-double timeline going on. It's very confusing. But anyway... I don't think Gerwig has even read Little Woman. I think she just read a basic summary online or something. Mrs. Bear and with Daisy and her own two boys drove into town to pay the weekly visit to Grandma, which was busy Mother Bear's one holiday and greatest pleasure. Nat was not strong enough for the long walk and asked to stay home with Tommy, who kindly offered to do the honors of Plumfield. You've seen the house, so come out and have a look at the garden and the barn and menagerie said Tommy when they were left alone with Asia to see that as they didn't get into mischief for for though Tommy was one of the best meaning boys who ever adored knickerbockers accidents were the most direful of the most direful nature were always happening to him no one could exactly tell how <laughs> what is your menagerie asked Nat as they trot along the drive that encircled the house we all have heads you see keep them in the corn barn and call it the menagerie. There you are. Isn't my guinea pig a beauty? And Tommy proudly presents to one of the most, <laughs> one of the ugliest specimens of that pleasing animal that Nat ever saw. I know a boy with a dozen of them, and he said he'd give me one, only I had no place to keep it, so I couldn't have it. It was white with black spots, a regular rouser, and maybe I could get it for you if you like, said Nat, feeling it would be a delicate return for Tommy's attention. <laughs> I, I I I feel Tommy's bias with his with his pets. I think my my dog is just like a typical chewini, and I'm just like he is the most handsome boy in the world. And he's just <laughs> there. I I understand Tommy's bias. We are all all biased when it comes to our pets. <laughs> I do like that they have so many animals in this farm. <laughs> yeah. And Asia is, but I think Asia is actually a 
a black woman. Uh, she is in the anime adaptation. I know that at least. Yeah. I don't remember if they mentioned that she was a, a, a black person in the book, but I always assumed that she was. She just doesn't want, she just doesn't want them to do anything. Because <laughs> Tommy totally would. Totally. Yeah, Tommy was that kind of person. Something exciting always happened to him. He was also one of my favorites when I was a child and read, read this book. I'd like it ever so much, and I'll give you this one, and they can live together if they don't fight. Those white mice are robs. France gave them to him. The rabbits are nets, and the bantams outside are stuffies. That box thing is Demi's turtle tank. Only he hasn't begun to get them yet. Last year he had 62 rackers, some of them. He stamped one of them with his name and the year, and let it go. And he says maybe he'll find it ever so long after and know it. He read about the turtle being found that had a mark on it that showed it must be hundreds of years old. Demi is such a funny chap. Yeah, I think Demi actually became like a newspaper man. But I always thought he could have been a good biologist or historian or something very academic. He's a good kid. Yeah. He means well. What is in this box? asked Nat, stopping before a large deep one half full of earth. That is Jack Ford's warm shop. He digs heaps of them and keeps them here. And when we want any to go fishing with, we buy some of him. It saves lots of trouble, only he charges too much for them. Why last time we traded I had to pay two cents a dozen and then got little ones. Jack is mean sometimes and I told him. I'd dig for myself if he didn't lower his prices. Now I own two hens. Those grey ones with top knots. First rate ones they are two. And I sell Mrs. Bear the eggs. But I never ask her more than 25 cents a dozen. Never. I'd be ashamed to do it, cried Tommy with a glance of scorn at the warm shop. <laughs> ah, good to know price gouging was still a thing in the 18... 18- Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's actually cool, like that that they buy like eggs, eggs and stuff from the kids, and they have like little pocket money. Not sure what they do with the pocket money. Probably like buy little treats and stuff for themselves. Yeah, it's still nice that they do it, though. That is true. I think they want to also teach them that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And these boys, most of them are from poor families. Who owns the dogs? Asked Nat, much interested in the commercial transactions, and feeling that T. Bang was a man whom it would be a privilege and a pleasure to patronize. The big dog is Emil. His name is Christopher Columbus. Mrs. Bear named him because she likes to say Christopher Columbus. And no one minds it if she means the dog, answered Tommy, and in the tone of a showman displaying his menagerie. The white pup is Rob, and the yellow one is Teddy. And then we're going to drown them in our pond, and Tom Bear wouldn't let him. They do well enough for little chaps, and I don't think much of them myself. Their names are Castor and Pollux. Who drowns puppies in a pond? Who does that? It's, it's not allowed. Don't do that. 
But Frederick saved the puppies. Frederick is a puppy saver. This should be adapted. There should be a whole movie called Frederick is a puppy saver. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I can be the producer. But I love that so much. He, he, he would save the puppies and then he would give them to his family. And they all got their own puppies. And that's also really funny that Joe even has a dog called Christopher Columbus. He says that a lot. Because that is like Joe's phrase. Because she's a girl. She wasn't supposed to curse when she was growing up. So she came up with her own fake curse word. And that was Christopher Columbus. Probably. But also because Joe was... Joe's father was a, a priest. You can't curse if you're a daughter of a priest. Yeah, at least with Yelly Christopher Columbus, people are just going to think you're a little quirky. It's like being, you swore. I mean, the March family is already a little quirky, but just a little. I don't think Joe as a person would like to curse or use very vulgar language. She's too proper for that. She wants to express herself, but she has to come up with her own language for that. It's a very Joe thing to do. It's funny, the dog's names are Castor and Pollux. Those are from twins in Greek mythology. I wouldn't have known that, actually. I wonder if this has something to do with... In Joe's boys, Joe and Fred, they do play and... Freddy is like a Jupiter, and Joe is Juno, so it has like a reference to Roman mythology. I wonder if these are like uh, names from some opera piece or something. I don't know. It's possible. Maybe from Shakespeare. This has some kind of literal connotation that we are now thinking. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Annabelle and I continue our chat next time. Take care and make good choices. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.